Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Town here on WEMF Radio. Bring it in with style and soul today. Welcome to another episode of The Geek Town here on WEMF. Trying out a new acapella intro. <laughs> Thanks to my man Herb over there in the booth. Wow. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yo, welcome to The Geek Down here on WEMF. As you heard, I am Pat B. On the side of me is my homeboy. He drinks your milkshake. He's that serious. His name is Black Adam Willis. That's the beatbox every now and then, too, apparently. Nah, I'm feeling that, man. You can't, you, you saved and brought in some <laughs> funk, yo. That's what's up. How you doing, Pat, though? I'm cooling, my man. I am A-OK. Yeah, all right. Yeah, good things are happening, my friend. And For you on a Monday? I know, that right? That can't be true, though. Dude. It's like, the, <laughs> yo, I, I, I swear to God, man, tomorrow I'm going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at cut your dreads off on the train or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that is a fate worse than death. Don't say that. <laughs> all right, but in the house we have, I'm looking around at all these smiling faces. Well, except for the one dude on the side, he was like scowling. What you hating for, brother? I ain't scowling, brother. I'm trying to drink my soda in peace. <laughs> say that now. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. The voice you heard right there is my homeboy, JM. Peace, peace. Glad to be here. This is the second week in a row. This is the first time I did a back-to-back show here. I'm glad to be here. Can't get rid of you, yo. Place is crawling with Negroes all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, looking to the left, we have the most electrifying man in show business. You know him as Amy McCobb. What's up? Hey, how you, how doing? you doing? How 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 you doing? All right. And looking across the table at these lovely individuals I have on the side. Well, on the side of me. I have across from me. Hey there. My name is Tom. <laughs> and I'm Lainey. Tom and Lainey, fabulous under pressure. <laughs> All right. Now, very happy to have you joining us. These two are members of School Tree and bringing us the latest and greatest bits of info on their now very successful Kickstarter for Heterotopia. Mm-hmm. Rock and Rock Opera, which we're looking forward to hearing some tidbits from later. Mm-hmm. And we'll get the inside and stuff in the skinny from you, gentlemen and ladies, later on in the show. Sound good? Alright, Sal, before we jump in, let's give a shout out to the man who normally keeps it sounding crisp and delicious before <laughs> before turning volume knobs and all types of switches and things up and down. I'm talking about you, Herb. What's good? What's happening, brother? Ah, doing okay, my man. Doing so we okay. We actually stole his mic, I think, for the night, too. We have so many people in the house. We have to, don't, don't to, nobody, cut, to cut, cut people off. Don't nobody need to hear that job sucker talk, man. He just needs to look pretty for the camera. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. All right, but now we have an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. As always, we have news. We have reviews. We have the final wrap-up on the Boston Independent Film Festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the breakdown on School Tree's latest events. And, dude... You saying you got yeah? <laughs> like Captain America: Civil War. I have so much to say. Oh, Who else somebody got to see just it? hug Tony Stark. Mm. I seen that joint <laughs> twice, son. We're twice. We're I about, can't okay. wait till I'm probably the only person that didn't really like this. Oh, you <laughs> mother! Don't uh, you see, yo, like yo, Laney, like, lock the door, Tom. <laughs> get a rope. All right, all right. But no, we'll actually be joined by uh, my homeboy Billy Kaiser Soze himself. In a couple of minutes, looks like he just got in the house. Uh-huh. So, um, actually, you know what? Since he is here now, once he takes a seat, let's jump right into the uh, independent film festival stuff, man. I want to find out what was good because you gave kind of a kind of a depressing breakdown last week, man. Well, you wasn't didn't a like depressing what you saw. breakdown of the, of the the festival Bruh, itself because the festival me. is. I was it, like, tell me about some independent film. You were like, Pat. It was death. <laughs> you don't know what I've seen. Yeah, that's how it started. Actually, like, describe well, it. It, it was kind of. It was a bit like that. It wasn't the festival itself. The festival itself is run beautifully, and I'm glad we have my friend Billy here. How you doing, my friend? It's good to see you. I'm, I'm out of breath. Yeah, no, out of breath. He's okay. right up. You know, six flights of stairs. Welcome. 
to cover this stuff. But yeah, last week we did cover uh, a few movies, though. Uh, the Hollers, which was bad, and then The Eyes of My Mother, which was badly messed me up. It was a good movie, though. <laughs> what, uh, which movie? What was the second one? The Eyes of My Mother? I didn't see that one. You didn't see? See, you need to. You I was probably to. working that shift. You were working that yeah. shift, and that's why, yeah, this is just bleak black and white movie, murder and... Sex and nastiness oh, with your parents and stuff. That one played at the Brattle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was after dark, obviously. So, but th- uh, this week, you know, it, it wrapped up on Wednesday. Uh, the la- it wrapped up at the Coolest Corner Theater, which is always a great theater to go to for independent film. And it's a perfect place for this thing to kind of wrap up as well. And uh, the last two films that I saw were Little Men, uh, written and directed by Iris Sachs. I don't know if you saw that, Billy. I saw the second one. Right. After. The the Don't Think Twice. Don't Think Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw The Intervention, which closed the film, which I know you saw as well. I so I uh, can start by talking about Intervention. It was it was a it was a I, good film. I, I thought they was it wrapped up the 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 festival well. It was written and directed by uh, Clay Duvall, which is most people would know her as an actress. She was in like things like those teen movies like The Faculty and she's all that. She was that type of actress. This is the first movie she she directed. And she wrote this film as well. I know a bunch of her friends are in this. And this is kind of like a, 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 like a buddy comedy, but it's, it's, it's kind of darker as well. You know, it's... That's what I'm talking about, though. Bleak. No, okay, but none it was, of these were happy stories. Some of the movies I purposely skipped because I didn't want to get put in a bad mood. But mm-hmm. I thought <laughs> The Closer was better than The Opener. Absolutely, and that's like, well. I mean, I gave my my review of the Hollers early, which I didn't really didn't didn't much care about. And but but this was like definitely this movie made me sad. To this be alive. definitely ended on a better note uh, the, in terms of just the quality of film. Yes, and I especially agree. as another first time director like John Krasinski, he's a first time director, and he probably shouldn't do it again. But oh. <laughs> but Clay Duvall definitely seems to know what she's doing. She definitely has the chops to kind of make it in this business, not as just an actress, but as a filmmaker. And. I don't want to talk too greasy about the Hollers, but I'll say that he's a much better writer than he is a director because I'll give him that. He wrote uh, Promised Land, and I was like, "Oh, if he's directing this, this is going right, to be amazing." Right, right. And it just wasn't. It just wasn't really there. So but, you, you, know. you actually worked this thing, this yes. festival, and everything yeah. like that. So I brought up last week that they probably had that as the opening night film because there was something scheduled. Maybe he should have been there. And it's like the hometown boy coming back to talk about his first film. Can you talk? Is there anything that you know that probably I don't or a lot of people don't that the reason that no one showed up to talk about this thing? I mean, I don't know what Nancy's choice was in having that be. Um, uh, Nancy Campbell, by the way, she's uh, she's the person who kind of sees all the films but uh, and, and works at Coolidge. So I don't know what her choice was in picking that movie as the opener. It, I, I know it's getting put out by Sony. Um, and he is a local guy, but I heard he had a play in New York and couldn't be there. Okay. So I'm not sure why, you know, I'm still, I don't know, I'm still really not sure why that movie was chosen to open, but it was, you know. <laughs> it is what it is, yeah, right? It was, it was, it was, Pat's favorite movie soon. Man, what can I, what can I say? I appreciate a, a, a really good soul suck. No, but the intervention, Claire Duvall, this was great. This is, uh, it's four couples kind of going on this vacation. And the vacation's kind of planned by these three couples to have an intervention on the fourth about their marriage and the disintegration of their marriage. And they're trying to force them into, well, to push them into maybe having a divorce. Right. So it's like these guys coming together and kind of rehashing old times, but at the same time being like, hey, I think your marriage is failing. Maybe you should do something about that. And the well, kind of the pressure. family comedies. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but this was actually really funny. Man. Yeah. It was, it was really funny and very, like, 
Just, well, it's, just, it's, it had I'm that. I'm going to take your word for it and, you know, not see it so I don't cut myself. <laughs> but it had that message, you know what I mean? And I think it's very true, too. It's just like, don't go and clean out someone else's closet. Why don't you clean out yours first? Exactly. And that's what it kind of left. And uh, Melanie Linsky, I thought, was fantastic in this. She played kind of the, the cloying. She was the main character? Yeah. Well, she wasn't the main. Yeah, she was the main friend. Friend who was, who was, was pushing for the divorce hilarious. when, you know. Yeah. She was really funny. And she's really cute. And, and, and yeah, was just, like awesome in it, um, and has a lisp, which I always find super, super charming. You get that? <laughs> yeah, that's what you. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it also has Colby Smolders in this. Everyone knows her from that really bad TV show too. Really bad. Well, no, she, she was um, Maria Hill from uh, the Avengers. That's oh, true, huh? Yeah, but that's oh, not a bad TV hmm. show. No, I know. But I think that's where she's more recognized for, uh, for so? now than Andy Robin. Yeah, Avengers. She was also in a movie that played the festival last year. That by the same about. producers. By the same producers, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. By a local guy, actually. Yeah, with the results, yeah, she yes. was in that, yeah. Yep. So, but, so she's kind of like this TV actress, Marvel star, now indie darling. I thought, which, I thought you know, she she's did a great. Good job. She, I totally believed her as a mom, and that type of, you know, just totally upset, like, character who didn't really want to be married anymore. Well, I absolutely. believe her. Well, it's like anybody gets the pressure put on them by all their friends, like, hey, you have a problem. There's probably going to be some backlash there, right. and it's just kind of funny to watch that happen. Right. Wait, so are these standout performances you're mentioning, or are these just like, you know, folks that are in it that just kind of faded into the background? I thought she did an awesome job where I believed it, like, completely believed her role because she played a very different role in the results last year. Mm -hmm. um, and I just thought, you know. When she performs, I totally believe who she's performing as. Wait, so did we actually find the movie that you'd recommend? Well, yeah, I totally recommend the like the closing film. The opener, I don't. I know. Okay. Yeah, the opener, I don't think was that good. Um, don't think twice was the one that played before the opener. Yeah, the why don't you before. go into that? Because I didn't see that one. I saw the one before that. It was like kind of a you know a double feature. I kind of had to get out of there uh, a late night for this. So this movie don't. Thing twice had key, uh, key in it from Key and Peel, right? Yes. So you saw the first one, which I purposely skipped because I thought it would be depressing. The second one, <laughs> which I it saw, was, but it was good. Yeah. Which was a comedy. It's it's about. I mean, I've I'm, I've probably got a little bit of bias to it, but it's a it's a comedy about uh, this improv troupe in New York where you just kind of see like different dynamics where one of them ends up getting on a Saturday night live type of a show mm -hmm. and you see how all the different people in the troupe kind of react to it. One of them is his girlfriend and another one is the guy who brought him in who basically was the improv guy who said, hey, you want to be in this troupe? And he's the oldest guy in the troupe and he's never really, he's never really done anything. And, that, and, and the guy who gets it... Uh, What's his last name? Jordan Key? Or no, yeah. no, Jordan Peele oh. is the other one. But yeah, it's, uh, he and Michael Key. Key and um, Michael Key. Yeah, he he's the one who ends up getting on the SNL type show, um, and he's he just kills it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really funny. It's it's a it's a if you if you know anything about improv troops, it's very realistic. So it's just kind of like the friends reacting to someone else's success. Is exactly. that it is, and kind of the bitterness that that can kind of. And, you know, and, not, and not just bitterness, like, necessarily. Some people just aren't, it's not for them. They're not really right, into right. fame. And, you know, people think that, you know, like, if you get into some type of an improv troupe or some type of, you know, like, it's like a person who's, like, if you're, if you want to be a film director, everybody might think, well, why wouldn't you want to be in Sundance? Why wouldn't you want to mm. get an Oscar? Why wouldn't you want to get this, that, and the third? And some folks might just be like, ah, 
I, you know, I'm just happy making movies. I don't care if you sure, know, yeah, yeah, see just it, you just know? doing so, it. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. need the accolades or everything. But so I, I totally recommend that. So and it's a fun movie. And so you saw it. certainly probably a lot more films than I did. You know what I mean? So why we have you? I wanted. What was the best film you saw? What was the strongest film you saw? Best movie I saw. Night two was called Seed. It was a documentary about um, basically how I guess eighty percent of the seeds in this country or in the world are basically gone. And we're and you know like different people from different parts of the world, people in Hawaii, people like Native Americans, people in Africa, people in India. They're basically trying to have like seed banks mm. where they can you know you know like replant like certain things around the planet. Um, sure, yeah, to try yeah. to get like you know it, it's basically like an anti-GMO movie. Right. And I I loved it. I thought it was amazing. So a documentary like, feature too. Yeah. They, yeah, they did a lot with documentaries. I thought this 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 festival into a lot more than the narrative features like that, which was still great. And it was a great, I thought it was a great festival from my perspective. Obviously, you worked it. You yes. got to be, you know, actually part of it right now. I'm so, biased. of course, you're biased. But, but like, I also think it is amazing. I've been to festivals that have sucked in the past. Yeah. And this is a very well-run, put-together festival. Yeah. 14 um, years in a row now. This is kind of, you know, it's, it's starting to gain traction. It's, it's, I, I had so much fun. I thought the parties were great. It was, you know, we, everything, everything was done really well. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I saw Little Men before, uh, the one you skipped, uh, yeah, it's from Love is Strange director and writer, uh, Iris Sachs, which was, which was fantastic. So, uh, once again, you know, the, you kind of can go into this, this festival, you don't hear about a lot of the films and then you kind of watch some that you, you, you didn't know you were going to enjoy as much as you had and you walk away, you know, elated. Absolutely. So I'm glad uh, to have you on and, and to talk about this. I can't wait to pick your brain more. Oh, and but. go see Wiener, folks. That'll be in theater soon. Go see that. It's a documentary about Anthony Wiener. It's hilarious. They couldn't get a better name for that? Perfect title. Also, <laughs> High Rise. High Rise, which is actually on demand right now, yes. actually. You can and get like, that, which is the reason I skipped it at the festival, oh, which was I there. I skipped it so it. I could watch it at home, yeah. That's going to be in theater High soon. High Rise yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it, was it is. Amazing. It is good. Looks awesome. All right. Well, Yay. Okay, thank you for the breakdown of the... Boston Independent Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, Independent Film Festival of Boston. Independent Film. Ah, <laughs> okay. So thank you for the breakdown on Sundance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now, so where can Cats actually check out some of these films uh, if they want to follow up? Who knows right now, man. Like we said, uh, High Rise played. They, you can get that on, on demand right now. Some of them coming out in theaters. I know they just bought a, a few of them. There's Morris from America is going to be out eventually. Uh, you just, just pay attention. You know what I mean? Pay oh. attention. If you're into independent film, you'll know. All right, be aware, y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Thank you, Kaiser. <laughs> and Amy McCobb for jumping at the end there. Right now, I, I had to know. chime in on the Tom Hiddleston. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> we know how much you love his Loki. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, but now let's jump into some news real quick, because, dude, some of these things really got to me this week, at least last week and the week before, just accepting <laughs> my sensibilities. Um, but in the first story, <sighs> sorry, I got to prime myself. <laughs> Utah declares adult material a public health problem. Adult material a public health problem. Well, the governor of Utah does. Yeah, that job, motherfucker. Um, governor Gary R. Herbert has signed a resolution portraying adult material as a public health concern akin to alcohol and tobacco. Um, now, for creating a sexually toxic environment. Now, this extends beyond like the obvious pornography to anything uh, from like R-rated movies to to risque literature. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? Well, I'm uh, banned. <laughs> <laughs> and now, as a result, um, a, a movie theater in Salt Lake City, Utah, is currently being uh, fined twenty five thousand uh, dollars 
uh, for showing Deadpool. Oh. Yeah, one of the most popular movies this mm. year. Um, now, because the movie itself shows simulated sex and nudity and uh, serving alcohol. It's one of those theaters where you can actually buy a beer while you watch the flick. And I have five wives, though. I know, that's just, that's just <laughs> how you're going to corrupt America because they brought us to the terrible time. with the, no. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! So much. Pain. So, so, sorry to stop you, um, but it's, it's not like we're stepping in a time machine right now, <laughs> Dude, like the worst yeah. possible way. It's like Back to the Future, but like it sucks. I try not to think about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Back to the Future was awesome. I'm just saying, but it's <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, it's like, uh, you, know, you know what he means. This Stay is, the, this is about... so. This is so like. This is, I remember. Yeah. I don't well, no, it's like it's like somebody went back in time. Gil Gerard ejaculated in the primordial ooze and then came back to the future, and now we have still shaking somewhere like exactly. going nuts you know? no Homer Simpson <laughs> went back and stepped on a butterfly and now we have crap like this happening <laughs> yeah exactly um okay now now dig this the theater isn't completely uh like you know without teeth here they filed a suit in federal court arguing that the statute is unconstitutional so it's currently ongoing with litigation um but if they should lose this type of legislation could spread to other states so right. now it's like a well, this was the. I think this is one of the plots for South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, wasn't it? You know, once they showed Terrence and Phillips asses of fire, you know what I mean? They all of a sudden started raining on Canada, and they took over, and that was the end of it. Right? All a bunch of naughty words, a bunch of naughty words, and some sex. You know? Yeah. I mean, the thing about the whole thing is the whole thing's garbage. To be, um, Herbert has this whole uh, this this. There's a controversy behind this guy, the fact that he's been taking kickback money, mm-hmm. donations to his campaign for time with the governor. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. So you kid you not. You kid you not. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Politician? <laughs> so let me finish. The funny part is, is that he's trying to do some cleanup because this whole he's getting a lot of blowback for this whole uh, R-rated censorship, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So there's this woman um, who took the Facebook and Twitter and the internet named Melissa Sue Butler, who's just been calling him out on just his dirt about how he's been giving lobbyists um, equal to, well, more time for him, um, like granting an audience with the with the governor because they've been giving tons of money to his campaign. So this joker, in order to alleviate some of that, showed up to her doorstep to visit her and her family to be like, hey, let's talk about some of the issues you wanna that you have about education and about you know some of the financial issues you're addressing about my campaign or whatever. Like that, so he, but he showed, showed up like, Yo, let's talk about some of these issues, lady. No, bro, I got a picture right now. Uh-huh. You could tweet it, you could Google it. That he, that he apparently took a picture of him and her family. You know, the whole mm. smiling with the with the two kids and everything, hugged up with her husband, saying the governor's been to our house with the smile and everything. <laughs> he put it on his Twitter as as a means of trying to get good publicity. But yeah. he's he's so full of garbage. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously that garbage worked. Somebody voted for him. Man, he's been, I mean, he's been in office on, nine, since 09, man. So you're right. He's been in office since 09. But we'll see how this goes, man. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. This is ridiculous. At some point, folks voted for Ross Perot in the history, too, man. So, oh, I mean, man. There's, there's no accountability. <laughs> Billy, what's up? There's no way this will pass. You say that. Well. I just, I just don't buy it. I just don't see it. You have to try to believe. You have to believe that. We say that about a lot of things in America. She's right. We have. We have. We have folks. We have folks uh, who shot down gay marriage. Who Mm -hmm. are trying to legislate uh, re illegalization of interracial relationships. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. They've uh, they've repealed. The legalization of marijuana in several mm-hmm. states. Yep. We are taking large steps back. No, I think yep. this is just the yep. latest in that line of horrible, horrible. Well, this uh, is what trends. I'm saying. It feels like stepping in a really horrible time machine. Like this stuff is like 50s, 60s, 
crap. You know what I mean? We have real problems that we should be addressing and stuff. And not yeah. like it's the return to quote unquote American values that everyone's talking about, which yeah. is so absurd because it, it, American values are you know R rated movies and gay marriage. That's, yeah. that's American values. Well, I mean, if it's American fifties racism values, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm trying to which go I can't for. talk about because I'm white. You know what I mean? So it's just like I'm sorry I didn't have a problem, but I can understand that there is one. You know what I mean? I think that's enough, right? Like, no, I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel you, dude. It's just we are in a very sad state of affairs, a state mm-hmm. of being in America today. We have a uh, dude running for running for office legitimately uh, uh, under a platform of let's build a wall, uh, and he's the front runner for a party. Right. You know, not just uh, any party, the, the, the party of Lincoln, man. The party that said, you know what, hey, just because these people's skin color is different, let's not have them be, you know, uh, free labor for the country. Well, let's for, not give so much props to And now let's start talking about, let's mm-hmm. build the wall to keep the brown people Yeah, but out. if Trump's Job skin color is different, too, sorry, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. Orange people <laughs> everywhere need <laughs> rights, too, bro. Come on, man. Well, Trump represents the faux hair party, so we'll see how that actually works <laughs> out. Well, let's not go down this wormhole. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to, like, you know, steer this back towards the actual story using comedy. And then you jive, suckers. Of, I'm kidding. I'm Sorry. kidding. I, I love you all. Um, we're a political show, by the way. Yeah. Herb right now is actively wearing his vote down Obama shirt. You know it. <laughs> no, no, no. He, uh, I was all going to culminate is now, like, we have Uber and Lyft as prominent businesses. Lyft has the pink mustache. The mustache itself, as we all know, is a symbol for Stalin. He's coming back from the dead, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> Read between the lines. You're a mess. You're, you're a mess. I mean, I'll vote for Gay Stalin. Gay Stalin. Hmm. Actually, I didn't think of that. I'm going to make t-shirts tomorrow. So. I want a Gay Stalin t-shirt, please. Yeah. There's a Chappelle show skit in here somewhere. I know. So he didn't so go is. crazy, man. That'd all right. All right. Uh, okay. Let me, let me just wrap up here real quick. Because this story does actually kind of have a not happy ending, but like. You know, they're fighting back, and it's like... Uh, a common sense ending, you mean? No, it's going towards a Braveheart-style ending. Oh. So someone's going down, but it's going to be inspirational. Um, I said the theaters filed suit. Uh, uh, if they go... Uh, excuse me, they have a GoFundMe, uh, which folks can actually... Um, to cover their legal fees, folks can actually donate to. And uh, the current... Um, what do you call it, Biggest contributor is Ryan Reynolds himself, the actor who yep. starred in Deadpool. Mr. Deadpool. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Deadpool himself. <laughs> yes, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pool. <laughs> All right. Now um, he's also tweeted just to let him know, people know his support of the cause uh, about this whole event. Thank God they found a way to legislate fun. Now, if anyone actually wants to um, donate to the uh, the uh, the uh, GoFundMe and actually help these cats, uh, I don't strike a blow for common sense. Uh, you can just Google uh, "Help Brewies." That's the name of the theater. Brewies. B R E W V I E S. Fight uh, DABC censorship. Help Bruvies fight DABC censorship. And yeah, hopefully, let's get back to some normalcy for real. Yeah. Truth. All right, so next news story. Oh, geez, this one hurts. Actually, I'm it glad you all bad. are here. I want to get your opinions as musicians, too. Um, <clears throat> Apple now deletes files from its users' computers when signing up for Apple Music, and specifically Apple Music. Uh, iTunes now evaluates users' MP3 and WAV files. Uh, scans from their own machines, from their own like folders that hold their media. Uh, scans Apple's database uh, for what it considers matches, and then I know what the quote unquote y'all, and then removes the original files from the internal hard drive. Um, now, when users wish to access their music uh, from then on, it's served back to them uh, from Apple servers. So now this poses four immediate problems. Uh, the first one is if users don't have Wi-Fi access, they can't listen to their music at all. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, what Apple considers a match, most of the most in most cases, hasn't been. Um, if you have any rare cuts or remixes, 
uh, it'll be replaced with common versions just for uniformity. Um, Lainey, what's that? That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. So authoritarian. They'll actually take away, like, if you have a cover of a song. I've had this happen to friends. Uh, he had a cover of a certain song and it replaced it with a different version. Yeah. That's so awful. Wow. He was like, are you kidding? And, and he's a musician himself, uh, Brian King. I remember being like, oh my God, this version I really liked is gone from my computer and now it's this regular one. What happened? And then this Apple Music stuff came out and it's making more sense that people, their own music also, people like, you know, let's say that Lainey made a cover of a song and had it on her computer. Apple might come take that and replace it with the original. Yeah, and it's a real wow. thing happening. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is the whole thing's garbage. We need to call John McClane because, when, <laughs> because because a couple years ago, when Bruce Willis was screaming about how Apple was taking folks' music and they didn't really own it, like if like because of, I guess he wanted to Bruce pass Willis. off his music. Mm-hmm. He did. He, he wanted to pass off his Bruno music himself, to his kid, yeah. and Ooh. was like, "If I found out, hold up, you trying to tell me I don't really own the music I bought for you? That you could take this back? That I can't pass this off to my child?" And he just went through this whole lawsuit. I don't know what happened with it, but we need to call him up and be like, "Hey, this is this is messed up." Still man. happening, John. For real. I'll be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on to Apple. Have a few laughs. So you don't own your music, but the comp- the, uh, app, the basically the, the program you run the music with owns it. Yes. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. And the whole, the whole the biggest problem is when you sign those long 50-page Apple agreements, mm-hmm. no one's going to sit there and read the whole thing. Well, that's what John Except Oliver me. was getting at way back in the day, and he's like, all this stuff is happening because those really long things, you just like... Oh. Like sleep through when you yeah. just hit. Okay, yeah, I read this whole thing. You know yeah, what I mean. No one so does easy. that for obvious reasons because it's all like, mm-hmm. well, you know, lawyer jargon that you don't really understand anyway. And you hit it, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I don't own anything. I just all my photos, all my stuff like that. I don't own anymore. They know what they like. Do, I made it through man. like page oh, yeah. five totally once. <laughs> once, yeah, once. Page five, I made it to was like, yeah, but no, I'm done. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, well, no wonder they discontinued the iPod, man. Then you just bought the iPhone. That's all it changed to, man. What, you on your iPhone 17 now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, all files are uh, re-downloaded. Uh, excuse me. All files re-downloaded are standardized in uh, MP3 and AAC format. So if you had something that was in a higher quality wave format or anything, you may still get the same song back, but the quality will be much, <sighs> much lower than that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And like the fifth less common problem, uh, you actually brought up. So they up, start uh, sounding like Prince records, and they end up sounding like Misfits records. Basically, <laughs> they end up sound, no, they start sounding like that. Prince albums, and they end up sounding like Prince karaoke albums. <laughs> um, no, the fifth less common problem, and this one I'm actually really anxious to get your opinion on. Um, this is less common for most folks, but it's still poignant. Um, you mentioned it, Amy. Yeah. Freelance composers uh, that have their music in the same drives as their music from Apple, uh, their music is uploaded. What? Because, oh, yep, yeah, that's because no the good. agreement allows Apple to lay claim to everything that's on the user's drive, yep. including their own personally what? created files. And that's why if people have certain things or they've recorded a cover of something, mm-hmm. it can either be deleted or replaced because they'll flag it as an illegal copy mm-hmm. of a song. Yep. So it was your own production. You made that day even gone. Spooky. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. It yeah. makes me just want to go start pulling plugs and cutting wires and like <laughs> setting things on fire and being like soiling green. <laughs> People, it's authoritarianism. Yeah. It's wrong. Well, this is one thing I know that will affect actual musicians. Uh, like uh, we're all imitation musicians, but you are actual musicians. Um, hey, I play ukulele. Yeah. <laughs> It's real. So how do we get around this? That's what Tiny Tim says. So how do we get around this? Just don't use Apple. Is that what you know? What I mean, hey, I, I've gone a long way. I've gone a long time without using Apple. Mm-hmm. I get made fun of a lot for it, but you know what? No one's stealing my music. 
Um, I got my BlackBerry phone. I got Android phones. I've got my uh, compositions on SoundCloud, uh, not through iTunes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's worked out for me before. SoundCloud and Audioboom, where you can also hear the uploaded Geek Down archive tracks. Yes. Check for those <laughs> no, you're on, on for our those. social media. <laughs> Just saying. But, yeah, litigation is being pursued. Uh, let me uh, wrap up here because action is being taken. Because several complaints have been lodged by irate users, understandably. Um, but the Apple Music Agreement is like an airtight, well, not airtight, I don't want to say that. But it is a pretty solid um, like contract that grants permission and supposedly absolves Apple of any uh, perceived wrongdoing. Uh, the action meantime uh, is being pursued meantime. Um, users should just read the license agreements and uh, wait for the follow-up. There's Garbage. not much cats can yeah. actually do right now until this is resolved. Yeah. But be aware, for the love of God, please. Well, in the meantime, I just feel like the dude from the Lebowski is like, this will not stand, man. This just will not stand. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say other than this is ridiculous. Yeah, it seems so it seems so obvious, and that that's just a bad, bad you know, way to go about things. But oh, I, hear you doing, I mean, the bro. thing that makes it so horrible is the fact that they keep pressing and pushing this damn Apple Music. I never bought yeah. an Apple Music. I think it's ridiculous, personally, mm-hmm. uh, to sit there and pay you nine 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 a month for me to rent your music, and then to turn around for you to then steal mine and claim <laughs> it's yours. It's just mind blowing. That's but mine now. That's I mean, mine. They, exactly. They poured so much money into the advertising. You got Mary J. Blige on TV and all these uh, other Mary J. And needs the money. Pushing yeah. it. I imagine she's trying to get that <laughs> money. But it's like you got all. Every time I turn on the TV, this is Apple freaking music. Music uh, ad. When I open up my own music on my iPhone, this Apple Music ad, I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna pay you money <laughs> to rent music, and just to hear that is garbage. I know yeah. a lot of people who bought into it, yep. who who are buying this, who who subscribe to this Apple Music, not knowing this is happening. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, you mean like run your creativity, son? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you know what, man? It's enough to make cats run screaming the title. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Then, then that lemonade, right? Add a lemonade. It's the rock in a suck ass place. <laughs> All right, so next news story. I just want to touch on this one real quick because this one was actually kind of a. I don't know. I look at it as a feel good story mostly because it's, I'm into these things. It's weird, it's but a, right. it's an interesting one. Um, because the rapper Nas. Speaking of needing up, money. <laughs> no, yeah, for real. That, that child support, man. That child support. The rapper Nas has teamed up with uh, Sony Marketing. Uh, for a Ghostbusters-themed clothing line. I'm so here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the Nas <laughs> X Ghostbuster collection it. will feature designs from Nas's personal clothing line, History. Uh, it's self-themed around, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s. Uh, and it'll include pieces from uh, from different, um, uh, different uh, companies that produce different types of clothing. So, a new era for hats. Uh, Fila, yeah, that's right. They still around, y'all. Forever, I love Fila for shoes, yeah. <laughs> um, Monster for headphones. Uh, Italia Independent for eyewear and glasses and such. Uh, and Tokyo Bike uh, for bikes. Like it's not just clothes. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to find out what happened to Carl Kanai. I mean, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he, he went down with Pele Pele. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, you know James Cross looking, colors. Like, what's going on? James looking for Carl Kanai. Check your local Waffle House. Uh, <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> no, my no. favorite jeans in high school were Carl Kanai, man. I've been telling man for me to say. No, but Nas is doing a lot of stuff. I mean, the history of clothing is kind of taking off. It's getting in a mm-hmm. lot of stores. I know he's, he's and I pick on Nas because he seems to have his hand in a lot of stuff now, and you know he uh, doesn't have to pay off the oh, child support and all that stuff like that. But I just like Man, Khalees didn't sing those yeah. songs for nothing. Yeah, but he's got this. He's got he owns like half a sweet chick now in like in New York. This like fried chicken place, and he's just got his hand everywhere like that. But, yeah, but I, 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 good I, I, for I, I, him and Ghostbusters because this will actually work. I think you know what I mean. I think it would. He's in the clouds, man. He's uh, like one of these things that uh, has to pay off. And the cats he's working with, like I have monster earbuds, and they are yep. pretty good. Uh, yep. They're pretty good for like you know some cheap uh, but effective 
you know, earphone headphones you can actually pick People up. buy brand name bikes. I guess. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah. I mean, so. I guess, oh, but like, those are like serious cyclists, but like, ah, don't Yo, get last bikes. thing I remember was Huffy. Okay, yeah. that's how oh, I You don't know Schwinn? <laughs> Which well, bought out Schwinn. Come on, baby. But nah, it's like, uh, this is just, I, I'm happy to see him doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly the realm of hip hop. I'm wondering how this actually came about, but he has a promotional video. It's pretty cool. I saw, it was a nice video. It, it's not bad. Oh, yeah. The only thing I find suspect about it is you don't see the clothes. The only way you can well, see the clothes is when you watch the video, he's wearing a few pieces. We all know what happened yeah, when Kanye that's... made a clothing line. Oh. Yeah, but yeah. that was. Yeah. Actually, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we, we, we talked no, about I don't. This. What did happen? You were. Kanye's <laughs> coming, coming out with things like, like, like I specifically mentioned leather it's... print gloves. <laughs> okay, Pat's trying like to shade weirdest. me because I would buy leopard you. print gloves. I'm, 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 I'm but I don't want the like potato against. sack with moth eaten <laughs> holes that, you know, Jesus put out. 900 bucks, please. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Man. I mean, I'm but, just saying, y'all probably should be talking about Kanye's line. last thing I need him to do is come in here and start screaming at Nettie. The last time somebody talked about his clothing line, nah, man. he cussed him oh, out. No. So they ain't got nobody's answers. Man, nah, nah. If Kanye's want to come here, I'm happy to interview him and offer him some fish sticks. <laughs> All right, so now, while no designs have officially been released from Nas's line, a YouTube trailer we mentioned um, that features Nas wearing the clothes and talking about the clothes is the best way to get like the inside info. Check out you know what his goals are and things. And it's only going to be released in a few certain places, so the video right now is the only place to really see um, some of these, uh, uh, some of these designs. It's all T-shirts and you know some light jackets and stuff. So it's not going to be anything too outlandish. But I want to see what he's coming, coming, he's coming with bikes because I also feel like at some point this will offer Dave Mira before he, you know, um, uh, yeah, he unfor- unfortunately oh, passed yeah, there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just like I would like to think that this is this this is maybe worked out for him like a um. Like a George Foreman situation. Hulk Hogan didn't answer the phone, so oh, the girl yeah, for George real. Foreman <laughs> made his thing. Yeah. You know, Dave Mirror wasn't available, so they went to Nas. <laughs> that's the next logical that's choice, the, of course. Um, I'm big on hip hop. I'm going to check this out. Are you all consummate hip hop fans? Are you all mild hip hop fans? Mild, mild, yeah. Not picante hip hop fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they've purchased an MC Front a lot record at yeah. some point. Hey, I, I mean, I love Nas. Hope he does well. You know what I mean? Pat it's, is no, so really rude to me right. tonight. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm interested not. to find out how's this going to tie into the movie. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm choose not the form of your destroyer, and you know it is fashion. No, no, no. All I expect is Nas will do a remix of "Get Involved." Uh, by Bobby Brown. He'll just make Nostradamus <laughs> too. Yeah, like <laughs> 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 then everyone kills themselves. Man. Oh man, no! God, it'll be Nas playing the keymaster. You're gonna see Slimer diving. It's gonna happen in the video. All right. Um, if anyone wants to follow up on this, the official launch, uh, the official launch events uh, will be held at luxury stores because you know that's that oh, Nas, right? Um, on May 14th and May 17th. The 14th will be in Los Angeles. The 17th will be in Paris. And then after that, dates to be determined will release these to the public. I imagine it'll be uh, it'll be a co-release with the actual movie premiere. Uh, so yeah, check it out. It's called uh, Nas X Ghostbuster, the clothing line. Boom. All right, now we've dawdled long enough. I'm looking across this table at Laney Schooltree. Hello. And. Tom Collins, Thank you, baby, about, like that's the his drink. Name. Like, no, it is. I'm about to be like Tom, the last name given. But we also call him Todd, and sometimes we call him Tad. Tad. Among other nicknames <laughs> that are not appropriate. So, so Laney and Tad Ghostel. Okay, so yes, Tad, yeah. Tad Ghostel. Yeah, I'm taking that. Go for it. I, I'm, is that mine? No. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I pay you? You just steal it like Apple. No, give us the lowdown. These fine individuals are actually here to talk about some serious stuff, not, you know, uh, make fun of our general motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, so we just ran a Kickstarter for a rock opera that um, we've been recording over the last year It's uh, as a concept double album. Um, and the Kickstarter was successful. We raised a little over $20,000. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're releasing the album um, this year at, toward the end of the year along with the book. And the book is sort of a... Sort of a graphic novel style, but it's a little bit more scaled down, and we're trying to... It's like a companion to, piece to the... Yeah, to yeah, basically I'm calling it the illustrated libretto. Okay. So it's all of the song lyrics and action and stuff, and um, the illustrations also will tell the story completely. So you'd be able to... You wouldn't necessarily have to read the lyrics or the libretto to see what the story is. You can follow along. It's like your comics are being illustrated by like, you know, some rockin' tunes. Yeah, exactly. And it won't be as corny as me saying rockin' tunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now I know next to nothing about rock opera. My exposure to rock opera has been like an awesome episode of home movies. You ever Yo, seen Quadrophenia? You know, to be fair, the Kafka opera is particularly good. It is it, it, amazing, wow. actually. I was really impressed by that episode. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you all know what I'm you talking about. You ever seen the Quadrophenia, the Who, or any of the, the rock opera I've stuff, heard yeah. things, but then again, Dude, think about who I am, okay? It's poker all day or nothing. <laughs> all right. Really? It's better than my joke. Poker core. That's a thing. Which, I believe which it. It's gotta be. I rock my car. Everything is a thing now. Everything is a thing. Think about. <laughs> I can't say anything core and not be like, not be oh, taken. I think the worst, which is, my which space. is, no, the worst, which is blasphemy coming from someone from Massachusetts who also is in the metal is metalcore because it's like, no, it's the crux and the purity of the. It's like, no, it's metal. What's wrong with you? So yours is what is it called? The heterocore? Is heterotopia? Core? <laughs> it's rock opera core, actually. Right. Opera core for short. Uh, right, well, well, no, what inspired this? Because, like, 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 about it. You had an album first before yeah. it was in, uh, before it was the inspiration for a rock opera. Well, no, we we released an album and it was very like sort of theatrical mm -hmm. styled, and people were like, "Hey, you should make this into a rock opera." And I was like, "Hmm, I'm just gonna write one." Ah, okay. This is the failure <laughs> research, yo. <laughs> I did spend a lot of time researching, actually. It's very literature-inspired. I'm a big Tolkien fan. Yeah. Woo! Yay! Like, Don, Don obviously, obviously no one else in here is. Yeah! Certainly <laughs> not me. Also I don't know Elvish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a big Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Okay. Nice. So it was very, like, hero's journey. Like, I kind of studied a lot of different hero's journeys. Mm -hmm. And um, Joseph Campbell's book, uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces, was a big inspiration. Hmm. Um, yeah. All right, cool. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little bummed that uh, you didn't say that before. One of the news stories that I actually passed on today was Buffy, repri well, Sarah Michelle Gellar reprising her role as Buffy. What? Yeah. And? Wow. And? Movie yeah, or TV? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, it'll be Buffy, but um, it's more for science. It's like a Neil deGrasse Tyson type Beautiful. project. Beautiful. Yeah. Or sensational, as Future would say. Well, I don't know. It was like <laughs> casting news. I figured it wasn't as big as the uh, as the Apple story or the. Um... And plus, we only have a limited amount of time because we have get tons of material tonight, you know. But see, now next time I will confer <laughs> and get that lowdown information beforehand. But okay, so these are the inspirations, um, dude. 
I want to know what. Okay, no, first of all, Tom, you've been kind of quiet over there. I'm really quiet. I'm the drummer, so I'm used to just hitting stuff. <laughs> if you want me to hit stuff, I can do that. Yeah. You oh, do yeah. get a set out there. <laughs> yeah, Adam owes me like five bucks. Well, how, right, do right, right. Right. how do you get the drummer five to get bucks. out of the band? You know? <laughs> hey, I got a song. You know, right? Ouch. I'm crying over here. <laughs> it's all a Dave right. Grohl quote. I'm like, <laughs> so the Kickstarter's been met. What's like the next step for you guys? Well, right now we're mixing, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're about to mix... We're doing our like first and second passes of all the songs. So there's 24 tunes. Mm-hmm. So it's Whoa. a double album. It's over 100 minutes long. It's a Ooh. lot of music. Mm-hmm. So we've been mixing for like <laughs> four or five months, I think. Now we've been yeah. we've been mixing maybe not that long, but it, we have been mixing for a few months. Sure. Um, so we're about to mix the last song, and then we're going to do another pass of everything. Um, we scheduled mastering for June 21st and 22nd. It's going to be two full days with uh, Jeff Lipton. Mm-hmm. And I just started working with the libretto illustrator um, for reals. So she did a lot of concept art for the Kickstarter specifically. So if you go on that page, you watch the video, there's a little like sort of pseudo animated section of the video Mm -hmm. um, that kind of tells the the basics of the story. Um, So she did that artwork. And so now we're kind of working on, you know, honing that aesthetic. And um, we have, I have in text panels that tell the story so she's gonna do a full page of artwork for each like scene or like thing that happens in the plot of the story and that'll be either like a static image or it'll be segmented sort of like in the graphic novel style Mm -hmm. but we're also going for a sort of art nouveau sort of vibe there's some samples of that artwork on the Kickstarter page, too, mm-hmm. if pe- yep. people want to check that out. So do you feel any added pressure now that the Kickstarter's kind of come through? Because, like, $20,000, it's a lot of money. So this is, like, a lot of people are kind of getting behind this. Do you feel any added pressure, you know, to, that you didn't have before to put out something fantastic? Interestingly enough, I feel a lot less pressure because okay. um, well, I, I funded it, uh, you know, I got it as far as I could with my own money. I spent, like, all of my savings, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. everything I had I put into it. And I, it was just sort of like, you know, one of those like leap in the net will appear sort of things. Like I was like, well, I will have nothing. And it's like Indiana Jones at the end, you know, doing the leap of faith. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So now that we have the money, it's like, you know, I, I already did all I've been working on this for about three years. So I already did all this legwork to make something that I wanted to be proud of. This is sort of like the thing that like. It's cool if I die after this. I don't <laughs> plan to necessarily, but but it'll be fine because I did this thing. Right, this right, right, like, right. Mm-hmm. I can die now. That's not more than stuff. So that's already all set up. So having the money just means that we get to finish it. Well, you know, people right. are actually into it now too. So I guess that does relinquish. Yeah, you've stuff. been giving folks folks a, a taste of this now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's been the general response? People seem to be pretty interested and excited, yeah. All right, any crazy fans coming up? Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you did that thing where they, they sang. You know, it's opera, <laughs> but it also rocked. <laughs> well, there's, there's no opera. Well, he's just quoting our show, actually, <laughs> when people listen to it. Yeah, well, that, that, that's what I say when I go up to people and like, say, this was hip-hop, you should mm. leave. And then I feel bad. And I <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's like, uh, like you've been um, exposing folks to this. A little uh, bit here and there. So we have like an excerpt reel up on the Kickstarter page um, that's which, just like little clips of some of the songs that I had ready at the time when I made the reel mm-hmm. um, and some of the artwork. But people really haven't heard much at all aside from like people who are working on the project. It's been very hush-hush. Specifically. Yeah, I'm, I haven't really wanted to release anything yet. I kind of want to, you know, wait until it's perfect and ready. 
No, but there that, have that's been very some... smart. You shouldn't go on a public forum like radio or anything to... <laughs> <laughs> no. There is some interesting forum discussion on some of like, the prog forums. I've noticed people like kind of talking about it. And sometimes people are curious about the name, which is one of the reasons I picked it, because it sort of evokes <coughs> like questions like heterotopia. What does that mean? And some people are like, ooh, what is that, like the opposite of San Francisco? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you, have you heard of the internet? You might want to try just joke, Googling then. it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't? No. Oh, it well, does okay. Not. Then these next four questions I had are <laughs> It invokes something deep in there. Actually, I have a question. Uh, how long did it take to reach your goal on Kickstarter? We did 30 days. And and you and it took you 30 days to get it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met the goal like midnight um, before the final day. Wow. Final day. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It was pretty harrowing. We went over, though. We did go over. Yeah, our, our goal was 18.8. Oh, so you got two grand more? Yeah. Okay. I saw this thing on Kickstarter where a guy got eighty thousand um, for a potato salad. So, oh, oh. oh that's nice. So, he, potato he, salad is good though. I mean, I mean he, 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 he shot well, for forty. Can be really good. He shot for forty thousand. He made eighty, which is bonkers. Oh. But I mean, yeah, was, I'm, I am. You guys all know the potato salad story. You guys all got one. That, 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 <laughs> it started off with a joke. Dude, Nate yeah. he wanted to make some potato salad. Was mm-hmm. a little light on funds. Did a Kickstarter because their rules are so stringent about. Well, now they've. Cracked down because of that man. Wow. Yeah. Pre- Precedent setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got real artists on our show, so having achieved your goal, how long will it take before cats can hear the album and receive their potato salad in the mail? Well, okay, so the potato salad is slated for October nice. delivery. Nice. So hopefully we'll have stuff kind of done before that. Like anything that I release to the public, like singles, for example, or mm-hmm. pictures or anything, we'll make sure that the backers get first. So hopefully across the year we'll just have little things that we're releasing, and then at, at the end of the year we'll release the album. All right, cool, cool. And Tom again, kind of quiet. Yeah, there. I yeah, I'm quiet. Yes, yeah, I'm up. not hitting on anything. Yeah, here we go. No, I want to know what your favorite part of the project has been so far. Oh man, well, working with Laney uh, and Peter Moore, who was the produce- producer, was awesome. Peter is amazing, inspiring, brilliant dude, and. Uh, kept me going and it was that that was a huge reward just getting to work with him all right solid yeah. um now any, any any specific place you may know him from oh gosh he's a, he let's see he's count zero count zero it's his main band um he was around for, they just celebrated their 20th anniversary oh no sh- um, yeah. no kidding yeah <laughs> and he was they're uh, amazing they're one lead, of my favorite bands yeah they he's yeah they're really amazing and then he was lead singer for the pit band for blue man group right for yeah he, he toured Seven with blue years? man for a while not, not big in boston those guys no, <laughs> yeah, <not at> all. <laughs> no. So, so you threw uh, marshmallows at him you caught him in his mouth <laughs> and i think doesn't spider-man 3 one of the spider-man movies have one of his Singles on it or something? The best one. Yeah. The best one. Spider Man 3 is pretty great. I mean, I think he did a song for that soundtrack. If I'm that emo dancing, I think that's actually right. That dance scene changed my life. I know, same. How's the pie? Okay, we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) But you got to think, I mean, this is 100 minutes of recorded music, so much time just sitting in that studio going over tunes over and over again he, oh yeah mm-hmm. it's been a it, year in production it's a lot of work it was a lot of work Ooh, good yeah. things man yeah, as long it's as good. you enjoyed Very the good. hell out of the project yeah it, it was fun like, yeah cool yeah now uh did you all bring a little for us to hear yeah yeah we did all right awesome do you want to set up um what we have queued up 
Well, it's so it's a it's a five minute reel of excerpts from just a few of the songs, and I tried to pick the the hookiest bits. Mm-hmm. Hookiest, hookiest. You know, is like that a word? The most hook containing. Okay. Huh. Are you gonna yeah. really criticize me right I, I don't now? know. Hooky. I, fired. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Fired. Well, all right. We're gonna jump right. in. We're gonna jump into the hookiest bits. Shut up. Of heterotopia. <laughs> uh, right now, Herb, uh, you got that queued up? You ready? All right, queued. We'll be back in a minute. Cool. Oh, 
And that's why I think Ross Perot was correct all along. You see what? It, oh, sorry. We're back. Hey, we're back in the deep down. You just heard. Uh, you just heard snippets from. Wait, are you playing the intro again? Well, like. No, I, no, it's, it's okay. All right, that is that is our stellar producer Herb. Uh, showing us all the things he does worst. Hey, no, I got love for her. You are so rude today. It, it's out of love. Okay, her, Herb, Herb. Her, man. Her. Herb. I got love for her. Thank you, Herb, for the work you do. Okay, so what you just heard, kids, uh, was snippets from Heterotopia, uh, brought, to, brought to us by our illustrious guests in the house, uh, Lainey and Tom. And you guys want to uh, tell us any? Inf- what are you taking my mic for, man? Sorry. What do you? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm very Focus. distractible. It's it's the it's the ADHD. I can't control these things. But you want to talk to us about what we just heard? Yeah. So that was excerpts from a few of the tunes on the album. The album is 24 songs long, um, and so that was five minutes of that 100 plus minutes of music that we have. Just cool. occurred to me, Lainey. Yeah. I, I think we should cover that demo reel. We should cover the Yeah, reel. we should learn it as the real. Eh. Okay, well. That's, some, that's a deep cut. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be like a meta closer. It's like, and now <laughs> exactly, exactly. you're going to hear 30 seconds of all the 100 minutes you just heard before. <laughs> that's kind of what the overture, there's an overture that opens it that actually does have thematic material from every single piece nice. on the album. Awesome. Okay, well, talking about the album, Working Cats actually uh, followed this uh, progress. Uh, so when it's actually released, they can you know really be prepared to pick it up. Yeah, so you can find us. Um, our website is schooltreemusic.com, mm-hmm. and that has a link to the Kickstarter page, which we're just going to basically use to update people mm-hmm. up through the release. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, too, or on Twitter. I'm Schooltree on Twitter. And that's around it. All right, cool. cool. Schooltree, one word. Yep, it's all one word. All right. Tom, anything for you? Gig Friday. Yeah, we have a show coming up Gig on Friday. Friday. Come out. At the Lilypad in Cambridge. That's in oh. Inman Square. Okay. Um, and it's with a couple other bands, Body English and Strange Changes, and they're both like phenomenal mm. bands. Phenomenal. I've heard of Body English. Strange Changes is new to me. I'd like to check that out. Oh, you what might time? think I'm there. Like, they're pretty amazing. It's just, The show is 7 to 10. It's the earlier slot. 7 to 10. Mm. Okay, cool. Lilypad. You know the street address? Alright, not a problem. And where can cats follow up uh, uh, with you guys and find out what's uh, going on with School Tree if they want? Uh, Facebook, you can like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. or you can go to our website, schooltreemusic.com. You could stop by my house. Go over to yeah. Tom's place. We can chat. Too. He'll probably yeah. bake you something. Yeah, no. No? No. <laughs> right. Well, you're just outright refusing? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they can sit there. I'm not going to make them. So I'll make me something. I'll bake me okay, something. Don't come to Tom's house. Tom's house sucks. Don't come Tom over to my house. 1616 Pennsylvania house. Avenue. All right, and check out schooltreemusic.com for the latest on heterotopia. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thank, thank you for, for having, having us. us. That's for cool as hell. Yeah. All right, now we're going to close out with uh, a review of Captain America Civil War. Yes. 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 The latest in the release of Marvel movies. I got to check this suck out. It was amazing. <laughs> yes, boo- it was. Oh, my freaking I think eye. Adam was saying boo earns. <laughs> Adam, what? I wasn't booing you. You giant was... motherfucker. I trusted you. It was <laughs> my, my thing, and I'm going to get this out real quick. We don't get a lot of time. I yeah. just want to say, like, Captain America is the only Marvel movie property thing that I actually really get excited for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, and it's just like, man at a time, that kind of look in his face where he's just so kind of let down by the times that he's in now, and he's just put there because he's frozen. And then this movie was just like, after the first two ones were so good. And it's just 
too many cooks in the kitchen, too much going on, a little less Captain America, a little a lot more stuff I don't care about, and and that's my that's my opinion. But go ahead, man. Man, no, I don't <laughs> think that's the case at all. I've been loving this since the first Captain America movie, which okay, I that's went what I'm into, saying though. Well, well, I ran into it granted with like very little faith, and since then it's exceeded my expectations over and over again, and the concept of that um, has pretty much set my assumptions and expectations just blown them away. It's like I expected. Okay, this is gonna be the one that brings it down, and I've been—I've never been so happy to be so wrong. I thought it was wonderfully paced. Also, I was a little worried that it would have too much action. I agree. First, I thought it had a really nice uh, sense of pacing, which is something that Marvel movies sometimes suffer from, yeah. where they'll be like really, really interesting, and then like really kind of dipping down. And this kind of kept the pace. Plot mm-hmm. moving at the speed of interesting, if you will. I yeah. agree. I think Adam's assessment, I do agree with your assessment, but I think um, looking at it from, not from Captain America's perspective, but looking at it from the plot's perspective itself, mm-hmm. I thought it did an amazing job. Yeah. Even though they deviated on some details, overall the plot well, was executed very well. Well, look at this way. You're familiar with the actual yeah. uh, Civil War story. It would have been um, rough just... to bring Civil War to the screen the way it... Right. It was, there's too much. I one mean, thing, it's huge. Yeah. One thing I did enjoy was the Spider-Man inclusion, and yes. I didn't think I was going to like that because I'm not a big Spider-Man, especially the, the the last few movies. But the fact that they basically summed up who he is, who he is, and how he got there in like five minutes, mm-hmm. and opposed to like how many movies to spend just doing that same origin <laughs> story like that, they just did it in like two seconds. They're like. As Aunt May, he you know got bit by something. He can do this stuff now. He's got this weird suit. We're gonna give him a new one. There you go. Yeah, and it was perfect. Spider-Man. And that's all you wanted. Give me more Spider-Man jumping around. That's what you got. And that was what was done really well. Like, I didn't think I was gonna like Spider-Man this much anymore. But, well, but I you're do. You're a pessimist, dude. We expect. <laughs> I'm saying I like uh, something. You call me a pessimist. Oh, hey, blowing out levels here. But no, uh, the new Spider-Man played by Tom Holland. Um, for Adorable. The new, newcomer to the universe. He was done. Yeah, no, he was the he twink was, we deserve. Oh, <laughs> uh, no! This kid did an amazing job. He did. Uh, he really amazing blew it up. And the thing is, it's a hard role to take up because it's been it's uh, it's proceeding two very well known and fairly well received performances, not counting Spider Man three. And um, he, I think, nailed it, especially for like a first time being uh, introduced to characters that we've known for several movies. Uh, also, want to call out? You mentioned um, Aunt May. Played by Marissa yes. Tomei. Oh man, who, uh, she still looks really good. Yeah, she, yeah. Amazing. The theater just said, "Glad <gasps> Aunt May is not took, like some grandma, like Grandma May. <laughs> she actually looked like the hot aunt. No, yeah, very, very, uh, very good job by yeah, Marissa Tomei. No reason impressive. that Aunt May has to be older. Right. True. Right. True. I think all the performances were pretty much spot on, which is very hard to do with an ensemble cast this large. And mind you, it's an ensemble cast, even though this was uh, Captain America's movie. That's the thing that's very easy to forget because they have all the Avengers in here, but it was about Captain America and his relationship with Bucky. Uh, the actual um, uh, plot breakdown is political pressure mounts to install a system of accountability. I'll, I'll stop doing the voice. To install a system of accountability when the actions of the Avengers lead to collateral damage. Now, the status quo uh, deeply divides members of the team. Captain America believes superheroes should remain free to defend humanity without government interference. Iron Man sharply disagrees and supports oversight. Um, as the as the database escalates uh, into an all-out feud debate, excuse me, uh, escalates into an all-out feud, Black Widow and Hawkeye uh, basically pick a side. Um, all the rest of them kind of break into teams, and the whole thing that's where the drama comes from. I thought it was phenomenally done. I've got I've got one question. I haven't seen mm-hmm. the movie yet. My only question is, how was Black Panther? 
Black Panther. Ooh, amazing. Yes. All right. Black Panther played by Chadwick Boseman. In oh, this. he's sexy as Very hell, easily too. confused <laughs> for Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, but Chadwick Boseman, yeah, you may know him from uh, playing Jackie Robinson in... James Brown. Oh, he played James, James Brown, Brown, too. He did a great yeah, he game. played Jackie he Robinson in the James Brown movie. Mm. Shame on you, man. What? Um, what? Nah, no, it, it was what? Oh, he did. He was amazing. I know, but you, I, I'm, I'm trying to finish a point here, man. Oh. You like, interjected things, and oh, now folks are going to think that James Brown was running bases, man. Nah. <laughs> James Brown was in this uh, movie, though, right? Chadwick Boseman <laughs> and Miles played Davis. Jackie Robinson and James Brown. Uh, yeah, no, did a phenomenal job. I, I was very impressed, especially when the origin of Black Panther is something that's easily done mm-hmm. because there's like five different ways to interpret it. And this was just very, like, very also quick, very succinct. Point. Very succinct. Exactly. Yes. And, and um, he's getting his own movie. Absolutely. Ryan Coogler's directing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so good. So my fingers are crossed. You got to alley oop, Ryan. You're going to kill this. I know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Black Panther was amazing. Um, all I can say is this movie earns my highest seal of approval. I will be seeing it again. I highly encourage anyone else to. It was excellent. I might see it with you the second time. All right, all right. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I rarely, if ever, see movies twice mm-hmm. paying for it. I, went, <laughs> I see, <laughs> I see a, this movie back to back. Yeah. Twice and I'm Loved not. It. I'm not trying to hate on. It. I did like the movie. I'm just saying I really liked the the first two, and I, I definitely hold them higher than this one. Fair enough. Okay. All right, all right. And I, I didn't mean to give you stuff, man. You know I'm messing with. Yes, you did. Always. That's very That seems to be the mood for you tonight, Pat. Yeah, really? Yeah. We're, 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 we're going to close out with our, with our new theme, "Ain't No Love." Yeah. All right. <laughs> James Brown um, was Team Cap, right? That's where we ended up. All right, all right. Either way, I think I think I think the general consensus is we endorse and give a thumbs up to Captain America Civil War. Yes. And our guest tonight. And yes. our guest tonight. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Check out schooltreemusic.com. Lainey, thank you. Thank you. And Tom, thank you. Thank you so much. Phenomenal job, both of you. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Amy, you have some yes. parting words for the people, right? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Ryan Landry and the Gold Dust Orphans doing a great production right now called Legally Blind, which is a uh, musical mashup of The Miracle Worker and Gypsy. You can get your tickets at Brown Paper Tickets on- online. It's playing at Machine now through uh, May 22nd. Uh, you don't want to miss this. It's uh, quite the extravaganza. If, let me put it that way. Quite the, quite, quite the extravaganza. The Helen Keller, like like you and she, has never seen her before. Yeah, mm. No, I've actually mm. seen this show. Um, if you've never seen a <laughs> giant prosthetic penis probe an Asian man, now's the time. Uh, now is the time. Uh, <laughs> this has been the geek. All I'll say for the kids out there is porno kanji. All right, not so in Utah though, bro. Right. <laughs> it's been the Geek Down here on WEMF. Want to thank you all for listening, catching another fantastic episode. Want to thank Amy McCobb. You're welcome. JM. Peace, peace, brother. Kaiser Soze. Thank you, Pat. Want to thank School Tree. Woo. Thank you. <laughs> Want to thank my homeboy, Herbie Herb. Woo. And my main dude who's staying, Black Adam Willis. All right, time. man. All right. All right. want to thank you all for joining us. want to remind you, if you heard anything tonight that you want to chime in on, you have any opinions, thoughts, or just questions, you can hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, you can hit us up for, you know, well, check us out for uh, what's going down with the actual Geek Down progress at geek-down.com. And also check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on SoundCloud. We're all over the place. You can't get rid of us. It's crawling with Geek Down influence. <laughs> and also want to remind you all, check us out every Monday nights, 9 p.m. right here on WEMFradio.com and other rebroadcasts like that. There, we'll catch you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, you kids be excellent to each other. Peace.